Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey guys, I'm going to start off with an intro here for you just to be able to kind of catch up, catch you up to exactly what this podcast is going to be about today. So first of all, thanks for listening to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. You guys know who I am. I'm glad you're here with me. And this podcast this week is an interview with somebody that I've been looking forward to interviewing for a while. She's an artist that I met on TikTok that does lots of really great, great work, comic book work, artwork, uh, really, really good watercolors, all kinds of different things that she's working on. She's super talented, and she's pretty amazing in a lot of the things that she has, but she also has a great message behind everything that she talks about. She talks about overcoming adversity. She talks about making sure you go for your dreams and don't take no for an answer, and then also challenging the status quo of society and different genres or different places where you're at in the industry of art and everything else. So I wanted to share that with you because She's become a friend of mine on on both Instagram and on TikTok, and I really look forward to a lot of her posts and stuff. So enjoy the interview, guys. Enjoy. Listen to it. Be able to just kind of soak up a little bit of the, the overall attitude of if she went for her dreams and she's continually moving to go forward as being a full-time artist, which can be dangerous and almost nerve-wracking for some people at times. She's done it, and she's continuing to move forward, and she's going to be a rock star as she moves forward in the space that she's at. So listen to her story. Listen to her and I's banter back and forth, and I really hope you enjoy it and take away something for um, you know some positivity on your own end to be in the best version of you. Okay, guys? All right, here's the interview. Okay, guys, we are live here on my podcast on Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. I think you guys know me from the podcast audio version of it, and we're just getting started on another interview. I told you guys before that I was going to bring people on that inspire me and really kind of motivate me to be the creative side of myself and also be the better version of myself. And this individual that I have here with me today is Madeline Janelle, and she's an artist that I met on TikTok. And we were able to get into a place where I was uh, visiting her lives. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, about the TikTok whole experience of the different stuff that we're doing. But I wanted to welcome Madeline Janelle to the show because she's an artist. She's She's got a great story behind her. She does great work and everything else. But uh, hi, Madeline. Welcome to the show. Hi, Shane. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. You know what? I'm already going to show you a couple. Look, look who's here already. Look, at we got Josh <laughs> already in the building saying, yo, what's up, man? <laughs> All right. All right. So, Madeline, you know, you and I, we uh, we started um, around the same time. I think you were a little bit further back than I was. I started right at about the beginning of the year time frame, right before um, all this quarantine started and all this COVID stuff started. But tell me a little bit about uh, about yourself and, uh, you know, around your artwork and how you were able to like, what did you get through our TikTok? Because that's where we met each other. And that's kind of like the common ground of where we were at. How did you start in TikTok and what did you do and what were you there for and what made you start actually doing some stuff like your artwork on TikTok when you first started? There's a big art YouTuber called Draw With Jazza. You've probably seen him a lot of art challenges, pretty big in the art community. Uh, he did an interview with Gary Vee and he He's asked amazing. what, yeah, Gary Vee is just, you know, very honest and out there, just very forward, which I, I love that kind of information. And yep. he said, just get on social media, get on every platform that's out there. And at the time, which was towards the end of 2018, I believe it was about the time when he had that interview, uh, actually probably more fall 2018. And he had said, get on TikTok, which used to be musically, which was something I already debated beforehand to try and get my name out there in some way. Uh, I had a lot of backlash though. People were just were like, don't waste your time. It's a trash app. It's just another teenage, right. whatever. And I was like, well, teenagers like my artwork. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and at first I was actually posting the, uh, lip syncing videos and like the funny duets and stuff that was like really, really popular back then. Yeah. Um, not more original content, but just more like the audios because I was, I was more comfortable doing that than posting my artwork. Because, really? Again, you know how, you know, people are like, okay, you kind of sucked at doing that audio, but if you draw something, they're like, wow, you really suck at drawing. And that, that's a little bit more personal. It <laughs> so is. It is. I was not um, really prepared, but then I, I just told myself to suck it up basically and just post yeah. it. And, you know, art and creativity like that was heavily circulated more when technology, like at the end of 2018 and in the middle of 2019, 
So I was able to pick up a good, strong following mm. then. And then I took a break because I was like, you know, it's just TikTok. It's not that big a deal. Right. And I tried to come back on and it was completely different. So I like feel this, it flipped the switch. I was like, yeah. whoa, it's something different. It's yeah. Been like that this whole year. Um, but definitely more towards the 2019, like the end of 2019, I just noticed I was like, where, where, where is everybody? I used to right. have nothing but art all over my feed. And now it's, it's, you know, it's not art anymore as much as you want it to be. Right. So it was definitely just, let's just take this chance and let's trust Gary V. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree, Madeline. You know, what's funny is, is I, I have another person that I follow on, on uh, TikTok named Joe Tang, and he's a, He's a real positive dude. He goes out there. He makes phone calls with people on his lives. He uh, he does all kinds of things on on you know using Google Phone and everything else that he uses. And what's funny about him is he started connecting with people. And I, I started with him. We were right around the same time that we started together. And I started to watch him start to grow. And and I I I started making some you know sending him some messages my own self. And I was just reaching out to him to be able to find out a little bit about him and where he's at. And he was the first one that really got me into the whole Gary V approach. The approach of you put yourself out there. You stay consistent and you don't take your foot off the pedal and you keep on moving things forward no matter what's you, what you're being told. Just like you said, when you got backlash and whatever else that was going on, so did I. I mean, I have, I'm, I'm a middle, I'm a mid 40s guy that literally is hopping onto an app that has a bunch of teenagers that are out there dancing and doing all kinds of stuff. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> listen, I, I, the way I looked at it was, it was an opportunity for me, not only with artwork or creativity or things like that, but also the positive message to bring to the table to keep things moving forward in this way. We need it now more than ever, of course, but it's just one of those things of, I took the chance to be able to do that aspect of it and be able to move it forward. And to your point, it's changed. It's already in the, in the last maybe nine months, it's already started. You can see it molds certain ways and it goes certain ways and it changes. Like it's a moving, growing object. And you got to kind of figure out how to navigate down that road. I see you doing it all the time. Even still, when you're incorporating your art, you do some of the trends, right? Like you yeah. like grab some of the trends and some of the music and you'll do some dancing and a little bit of this and you'll put your artwork still out there and you incorporate that. That's pretty amazing to me the way you've been able to do that with that app. Yeah, so it takes a lot of stubbornness, I think, <laughs> to be yeah. like, well, no, I, I can get on that trend. I just don't want to do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and the other part about it is it's really hard when you're in social media to step back and say to yourself, okay, you know, I... um. I could sell out to do this kind of stuff, right? Like literally and try to sell out to it, but you're true to who you are. And I, I want to talk a little bit about like, okay, so when I first got on there, I first got on the app and I started visiting you and you were, I think you were doing some lives and, and it just rolled up in my feed and I wanted to reach out to artists. The first artist that I, I, I stumbled on was a guy named Dave makes things. Yeah. And there were some yeah. other ones that I was on there. I was like, these guys are, they're, they're staying true to it. And his lives were only artwork. That's all he was doing is right. on there doing his, he was drawing it out or he was doing paint cans and he was doing some other stuff. And, and then I stumbled on yours and I got in there and what I loved about yours was, is I love the style of art that you were bringing to the table. Uh, the best way I can describe where you're at. And I'll, I'll show a little picture of one that I've got, cause I'm a patron and I love the fact that I love the little gift that I got here with one of the uh, pieces of art that you did. But I always figured the, the artwork that you do has a very, there's a lot of blues and a lot of uh, wispy kind of, it's it's almost fairy tale-ish almost, right? So I'm like, wow, it's really cool the way that it brings to, so tell me a little bit about that. Where do you get the theme or in that head of yours to go into the world of the blues of where you're at? I think you've explained it to me once before, but I want the audience to hear this from an artist's perspective of what 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 makes your style what it is and what you're doing with your art. Well, I actually, like I talked about that in my art book recently, um, which was, the name of it is Into the Blue, which explains why I hold on to blue so much now. Um, it was purely by accident. Uh, for years, um, my art kind of like struggled to be noticed or even just appreciated in any way um, because my style back then was not very different than it is now, but it was more like just line work and just standard coloring. And it looked like someone that was trying to learn how to get their style. And right. then once the blue hit, um, by accident, it was a, it was a click in my head that it was, Hey, this is not the norm. This is this. I only had a limited number of supplies when I drew the picture that made me realize what I needed to do. I had the blue pen, three random alcohol markers and a pencil. And then when I saw it all come together with that limitation, it really just kind of was like, Hey, let go of what you think 
you need to do in order to be that kind of artist you're trying to achieve because never in a million years would I thought that I need to incorporate blue and let my artwork just flow onto the paper the way I have been in my head. Not that long ago, it had to be sketched out at least twice. It had to be done properly and it had to have nice clean artwork or lines and the colors had to be normal colors. So it was very difficult for me to, figure out how to break that until I just kind of stumbled upon that blue pen that just randomly was like, Hey, use me. And now it's when I do my artwork, I try to make sure that there is some sort of, you know, vibe to it that you can get a feel from my artwork. If the piece doesn't have any sort of movement or flow, then I really won't finish it. Hmm. And I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, you know, supporter of sketchbooks. I have 24 completed sketchbooks behind me. I will, I constantly draw, I constantly get that out and I reuse those ideas a lot. So what do you, I I got a question for you. If you've got 24 sketchbooks, it's almost like I I always attested to the fact of I'm a big Prince fan, right? And Prince has music that we've heard on the radio, the big mainstream stuff, the stuff that we love, the stuff that we know, the stuff that we hear all the time. And we're like, yes, I love that song. But when you go into his archives, he has thousands and thousands and thousands of unreleased stuff that he's just practiced and practiced mm-hmm. and practiced and kept going. Do you find that's why you have all the sketchbooks that are there? Is it just practice that makes perfect? Or is it more of just getting thoughts and like wherever you're at in the head, just get it on paper? Or like what, what is your thought process behind that? Oh, it's definitely a combination of both. I yeah. have a, I will be the first to tell you, I have a thousand bad ideas before I sit on my one good idea. And I have at least six or seven different stories that are going to be turned into comics or graphic novels or something in the future. Next year, I'm releasing my webcomic again. And that story is a a literal mix of all these bad ideas that I had that were eventually shaped into something good. And now it's like, it's, it's like a mad scientist making their own child in a way, yeah. because it's like, oh, I couldn't have my, my real kid, but this is like my kid. Mm. So, you know, it's, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of just like being okay with doing that and hating it. And right. that's what a lot of people stop at because they're like, oh, I can't finish this because it looks bad. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> wait till it's done. It'll look worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's okay because, you know, sometimes there'll be something about it that you really liked. Like maybe you went too dark and on one side of the picture, but maybe that can transfer to the next picture. Like maybe the lighting can be a little bit more dramatic in this next picture. So it's definitely a big combination of just like just letting your creativity constantly flow. I love it. So there's a couple of things that you said there that are really important to me. And it's not just with art. It's with anything. Right. When, when you are anywhere in life, a lot of uh, on my podcast, uh, for the podcast listeners, we talk a lot about overcoming adversity and continuing to go down the road and having faith in yourself and putting yourself out there in a way, whether it's with art, whether it's with weight loss, whether it's with fitness, whether it's with trying to be able to achieve goals, financial, whatever it is, a lot of people give up on themselves so quickly after one failure or a fall somewhere. They literally fall down and they're like, I can't do this. Uh, you know, I get questions all the time with the avatars that I'm doing on 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 TikTok all the time of, you know, how long have you been doing art? I could never have the 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 artistic ability like you do. And I'm always I always have to reframe that to say, well, why are you selling yourself short to that? Right. You have no idea what you have. And it and it may not be an artistic ability as in putting some artwork onto digital or paper, it may be a different type of artist, uh, art, artwork, like uh, how you're cooking or how you're, you know, whatever it is that's there, you, you're, you're talented, but we don't have faith in ourselves to know that if you continue to practice and you continue to move things forward, you'll get better no matter what. But at, on the same time, you've got to have faith in yourself that you can take chances and take risks. And I like the fact that that's kind of where you're at. I mean, literally, you're putting yourself out there with all the stuff that you're doing. And I love the fact that when you, even when you go on lives, uh, you could tell when you have your have rapport with the people in the audience or the people that are in your room that you're there with. There's a sense of I know you know that what you're putting out there is being liked by everybody else, but you're your own worst critic, and you're like, ah, you know, you're like, okay, I don't know if this is really matching where we're at, but we're all over there going, that's beautiful, that's amazing, yeah. that's crazy, and you're like, yeah, but yeah, but you know what I mean. So it. Yeah. it it really matters if you can start to have faith in yourself and then you start to believe in the stuff that you're doing. And I think that you're starting, I, I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that you're kind of getting into that place where you're really starting to find 
who you are and what you're doing and you're identifying with that. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, it's um, I think it's more of um, just accepting it and being uh, not following the standard of artists that needs to be, especially for women. It's um, and not to turn this into anything that's like political or anything like that. Um, One of the biggest things is like women are pretty underrepresented, especially in comics world. Um, They are have been in the last five years, though, so many great comic artists that are women that put out their work and they've done a great job thanks to the Internet and be like platforms like Webtoon and Tapas. They've been able to do that. Um, And there's a certain kind of artist that I know I was. I like storytelling. I like for my work to say something, not where you have to like really read it and it becomes a deep thing. It just it, it when you see it you automatically can be stepping in that and you know what story you're in. And that's the kind of artist I want to be. So for a long time, I struggled with that because a very big trend on Instagram when I first started posting was drawing very pretty girls or pretty women in flowers, like flowers around their head or around them. Like, oh, that looks really cool. So I tried it. And then I was like, now what? Right. (laughs) So uh, I mean, right, what's was, next? Yo, where, where do I go with a, that? It was a great picture and it's a great, I, I like, I like some of the other artists work better than my own, but it, it wasn't speaking to me. And I would constantly suppress what I wanted to really truly do because I thought I needed to conform to what I was supposed mm. to do. So you are, I think hitting the nail on the head as far as me, just like, you know what, forget it. This is what it is. Take it or leave it. You know, you can go to the next one if you don't like it. Kind right. Of thing. And, and I think that that's part of Gary V as well, right? Like literally, right. to be honest with you, it is because Gary V is like, listen, if people don't like what you're doing, although there is a little bit of a sense of you've got to be able to get some sort of niche to get people to at least watch a little bit, right? To be able to see, to be able to make the decision if they like what they're seeing or they don't, right? So they can move on if they want to. Right. But I used to always worry about when people would come in and listen to the podcast or be able to do anything with any kind of art that I was doing or whatever, that they wouldn't like me. And they would, and I, I, I it bothered me. And I was yeah. like, well, what, what am I doing wrong? Like, right. why, why don't they like me? And, and now I'm at a place now where not, I, I don't, I don't ever want to sign ego, sound egotistical or anything like that because I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I'm super humble by everything. But here's the thing, right? My, not, positivity and being able to bring things to the table like what i do it's not everybody's cup of tea some people like parking in the space of life sucks and this is just really bad and it's whatever and they're like hey listen mr unicorns and rainbows guy i don't want to hear about all these different (laughs) things right Right. so i I get all that but i also know that if i if i if i sway from the true meaning of who i am as a person and i start to identify what other people what i think other people need to see or what the the norm is like you said the societal norm of what they're trying to be able to create in art and anything else i'm not true to myself and right. i'm not true to who i am so i feel that way with you and the artwork that you do and i've told you this many times personally where i said i could feel the story in that piece of art without you saying a word now i will tell you when you recently um went on i think it was on tiktok and you started telling stories behind the art like you yeah. drew a character and your voice was behind it, which was fantastic because the story was now, even though it was a made up story and you were just kind of making it up along the way, right? Or a is little it bit made of truth up? to it. What's that? I said, or are they made up? Oh, oh yes. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I see these stories that you do, right? And I and I, and I thought that, I, I think I messaged you immediately. I said, these are fire. Like, like these are things that I think that people love to hear the story behind the art. But the true, the true, uh, the true meaning behind everything is, or the true test of it is, is when I see one of your bits of art, like this one here. I was gonna say I was gonna show it, like this one here. There's so much behind this. I feel that there's feeling behind this one with the way that everything feels with it. But the one thing that stands out to me, and I want you to uh, explain this to me because I, I don't know if a lot of listeners know or any of the viewers know. But what's the meaning behind the headphones? Explain the headphones because it's in a lot of your art, right? Yeah. A lot of the art. It's on your logo when you send out anything that might go out into, and it's on the back. You spray paint them, and you 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 did some videos on it. Can you explain that to me a little bit about the headphones? Uh, it kind of goes in with with what you were saying about being, choosing to be positive or negative, and regardless of what path you should choose, you should be able to block out all the outside noise and finish and follow through with what you're going to do. And one of the best ways to do that in any situation is to put in a set of headphones and put on whatever inspires you, whether it's metal or classic music or bluegrass, like whatever. Yeah. Nobody needs to know 
what is going on in your head and going through those headphones except for you. Mm. And that should be able to be enough to inspire you to literally do whatever you need to do. Mm. So that's like the biggest thing with the headphones. It's it's just like, it out. just let me do what I need to do. I don't care mm. about your problems. I'm worrying about me. Yep. Like it's a very in tune and those are like play on words, a very in tune type of thing to be with the headphones. And like, I've always had some sort of headgears. Like when I was younger, I had the Walkman. The yeah, headphones yeah. were always with me. And I never realized how often I drew those until I put together my art book and went through all my old pieces of artwork. I was like, oh, man, I drew headphones a lot with a lot wow. more now. And I didn't yeah. think about it. It was just something that, you know, music really resonates with me. me too. You know, between music and audiobooks, it's just those things like I need to, I need those in my life and especially to move forward with my creativity. So yeah, it's. I I love that because I think that that's me too. Music takes me to a different place. It if does. I need to block out the noise and I need to literally tune things out, I just get into whatever music that I have to get into. I like for me personally, I know it's on, on a rainy day or something like that. If I got some miles Davis or some jazz or something like that yeah. to be able to just, I get in my zone and I'm just like, okay, it's me and the world. Even my wife's like, okay, he's in his zone. He's got the, the he's got his cup of coffee. He's doing his thing and, and whatever else, because I'm, whether it's creativity that's going on or whether it's, I just need to, like lose all the noise that's going on yeah. with everything, negativity or anything like that, and just get into my zone. I agree 100%. I didn't know that about the, the headphones. That's pretty awesome. I, I, I love that because I, I see that everywhere. You know, little bits and pieces, small ones, big ones, headphones that are really relevant in the pieces of art that you're doing. But uh, that's a that's a pretty good share. And I, I think that that's a good best practice for people to learn that if there's a lot of noise going on and you want to create or you want to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I know this sounds crass, but screw everybody else right now and focus on you and do whatever it takes for you to get to where you need to be right. to do the things you want to do, you know? Yeah. And it helps you block out your own mind, too, because uh, we all true. we all know that we're humans are notorious for overthinking literally everything in the world. Yep. <laughs> so it's 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 just something that helps you focus. And it's a I think the visual aspect of it, withdrawing all the headphones is kind of maybe like a subliminal message to like, Hey, are you tuning out and actually focusing in what you need to do today? You know? Right. I love that. All right. So let me ask you this then. Hold on. We got a couple of comments coming in. I want to make sure I get, I get to these. I know Josh is sending a whole bunch about, he says, well, web comic, you say, he says, <laughs> you. all right, nice. Uh, let's see. I really detest that about the comic book. That must've been about the females being in yeah. the uh, comic book industry. Letting secrets out and stuff. All right. Uh, such a true statement. Great explanation. This is my buddy, Corey. He was in the military with me. We've known each other for almost 30 years. So oh, nice. Yeah. Self-talk is very powerful. I agree with that, Josh. Very much. I believe wholeheartedly how we talk to ourselves and how we kick off our day or whenever we are trying to be able to accomplish whatever it is, how you're talking to yourself matters. It really it does. Sits, it sits in your subconscious, which is what uh, Nick and I actually tell the kids. One of the things that Nick stumbled across was when you say when and you know anybody says it but particularly children say i can't do this and he says yet and they're like what he's like you're not done talking you can't do this yet Ooh, and, i like that and and especially with how we have way more girls than boys and so with them i i really would i love that he's encouraging them to say i can't do this yet so it triggers something in your mind to say so what do I need to do in order to get Correct. that done? You know, Ooh, I so like it, it's very true. Self-talk. I am writing that down, my friend, because that is good. <laughs> the big word of just yet. I like that. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. And it's a very powerful thing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right. So let's talk about you for a second. OK, so you, when you're let, let's say, for instance, uh, you're growing up, I, I think I think you and I have connected a little bit on the fact that you were a military brat, right? Were you yeah. a military brat? Most of your life? Mil okay. Marine. Marine, right? And I was Navy. Yeah. And, you know, we, we even though the Navy and the Marines are very close, I, I worked with a lot of Marines too, but there's always that jab of Navy, Marines, and everything else that goes on. But so for you, you grew up in a military household. And can you tell me a little bit about what, or like a little bit of your journey of where you went through that you got to the place where you're at, that art was your, your, um, Maybe it's a source of release. Maybe it was a source to get away from things like a little bit of that. How did you get to the place where you found that art was something for you that you wanted to be able to do and get into? Um, I was really fascinated by it because my mom moved to the United States when she was eight from Peru and she didn't know any English. So when she was in school, she drew and a lot of people were 
they were able to see her and what she can do through her artwork. So I, I really do believe that that's where the whole base of like, for me, the meaning of art is storytelling comes from her because she didn't know how else to speak to oh, and wow. connect with somebody outside of her artwork. And she used to draw like, you know, the caricature heads and the little bodies in yearbooks. She was, you know, actually drew for her yearbook when she was in school. You mean um, the kind you go to like the carnival and get the big, the, the, the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's cool. She did that. And she did multiple like celebrities and political figures and famous people. And they printed it all over the yearbook. And it was, I, I was just always fascinated by her being able to do that. And so art never, <laughs> Art was never like some sort of like experimentation for me. It was just like solidly, let's tell this story. Yeah. And what am I going to do with this image? What am I going to do with this drawing? What is this drawing part of? So mm -hmm. growing up using artwork outside of just coloring and coloring books, there, there had to be a reason why I was drawing that. And I had, I wish I still had them, but I had at least a hundred stories I had written as a child of just random people I saw on this, like walking in the, in the street or at school, like, Oh, this girl must be part of this kind of land in this fantasy or whatever. And I had all these drawings of it. Yeah. And it's just, and none of that ever really, like I said, never really clicked until recently when I just stopped trying to conform to what type of artist I should be. Yeah. So it's just, it was just interesting. Like, you know, you're maybe the fifth podcast that I've been on in this year, which is fantastic and really fun, but talking about it over and over has made me realize how much I have actually just kind of like blocked out in order to try and gain a following for my skills instead of what I'm trying to achieve with my art. Yeah. That's pretty deep right there. <laughs> Right. Because, I mean, you uh, at the end of the day, when you're an artist or you're a communicator or you're anything, a creator, a content creator or whatever, it's really difficult to get in the place that you're not concerned with just trying to be able to get the most eyes on you, the most following or right. you know those kind of things. And you get caught in that 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 rat race that's there. And I know because social media can be tough like that. Mm. But, you know, the, at the end of the day, the thing about it is, is that I, I love what you just said a second ago. I know Josh just said something else on the show as well. He said the art uh, the, was the first form of communication. That's awesome. I love the fact that that because I do the same exact thing. I hear something I talked about the other day. And a lot of my listeners on the podcast now know that I do the avatars for people. And I'm, I'm really drawing these and really kind of putting uh, certain backgrounds on the back of them. And I'm selling them and then paying that forward with some of the money for doing good for others, whether it's tipping or donating to charities and organizations. And what's interesting about it is here's the thing that I learned from from the whole entire process, Madeline, was I I I, I realized all of a sudden, I talked about it this morning on my live, we were, ha we were having a conversation about when somebody orders an avatar, they say, hey, can you, can you draw me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You put the, donate the money. We're good to go. I said, all right. So we get down and I, I, I draw it and, and I'm, I'm able to bring out whatever photo that's there and I can kind of you know, work on the smile. And as you and I have talked about before, eyes and, and mouths and, and hands are really difficult to draw. You got to practice a lot with those kind of yeah. things and all that, right? But here's the thing. What I noticed was is that every person that I gave the avatar back to, um, they were surprised because my view and the lens that I was looking through was much different than them looking at themselves, right? right. They literally look at themselves as being old with wrinkles or overweight or I'm just worn out and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and all that it's stuff. Flaws. When I look at beauty and strength and I say, hey, you know what? Here's what I see. Yep. And it's interesting with the perspective because I think that's a form of communication that I'm letting them know that I see you, right? right? I see you. And they're going, it was really deep, deep conversation. But when I was able to open that up with them and I say, listen, you got to see the same beauty that I see. You got to see the same strength that I see. It's hard because we beat ourselves up. Like you said earlier, we're our own worst critic where we got all those things. But at the end of the day, it is a form of communication. And, mm -hmm. and, and if I can sit down with somebody and communicate that way without any words, no words, right. just art, here you right. go. This is what I see. It's so powerful, isn't it? It's so powerful. Right, it is. And I, I get that too from portraits. And thankfully I grew up in a home where there was no, there was no beauty standard. Women have to look like this. And it was just me and my sister. So it was very circle. It would have been very circle around women do this, women do that, blah, blah, blah. It was very much centered around work ethic, being a decent person, having your manners 
And because my dad was a Marine, you leave a room as if you were never there, you know? So those are the, the four real things that, you know, we grew up with yep. and drawing somebody to me again, like they, they will point out, Oh, can you make sure my, my double chin doesn't look so double chin? Yep. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to draw you and it's going to be very flattering and it's right. going to be very bright and colorful. And it, you're just never going to know that you thought that you could look like that because right. that's my job. My job is to put you in, in the story of this picture. So that way people want that picture. Mm. And when I tell them that they're like, okay. And they get excited. I'm like, I want you excited about this portrait. I don't want you thinking I'm just a printer and I'm right. just going to copy this over. And then like, you could order that <laughs> Walgreens is right down the road. Like, right. you know, just go do that. But when it's, when it's portraits, there needs to be extra. There needs to be something that you won't see in real life or even right. like as a cartoon form, it needs to be more there. So, you know, and I've seen that with your avatars, they have that there's a good lighting. There's that whole right. color. Like you pull that color in really well. Like you have a good color palette with each different picture. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's very humbling to hear people say, I didn't think you could make me look this good. I'm like, right. you never looked bad to begin with. Correct. You just look different. Like yes. if everybody looked the same. Then I don't want any part of it. Please. Right. Because it's, I couldn't imagine like your voice on the stereotypical male body. Like, no, you look and you sound the way you do, and it makes you a wonderful person. And Agreed. people want to be around that. Regard, mm -hmm. and you know, you, the right people will care about being around you. And the ones that don't believe me, they leave as soon as they can. So Correct. those people don't even matter. And even the ones that want to stick around and are those, like we talked about before, the ones that want to park there and either throw jabs or whatever stuff that they want to, they disappear. They fizzle out after a while anyway, if you're not feeding into it. That's another thing that I try to tell people all the time in this social media space. Cause I get it a lot, you know, with, especially if I'm tipping, I'm taking the money. So I, I've learned so far. And I think you and I have had a conversation about this before where I'm taking the money that I'm getting from the avatars. And I'm paying it completely forward. I'm bringing in other places, giving to charities, giving right. it to animal shelters, giving it to my 12 days of Christmas, tipping soup food service industry. That's impacted by all this COVID and all this quarantine and stuff like that. And I've, I've caught from the art community. I've said, well, you, you're basically working for free. You're basically taking the money and you're, you're paying it forward. You're not making any money off that. And I said, well, here's the thing. For me, I'm doing it as I knew that I could make some art. And it's great practice for me because I'm getting back into it. And I'm starting to really flow. And I feel like it's getting better and better and better the more I do them. But on the same token, as an artist, I want to do good for others. You know, So me, at the end of the day, I'm doing something for somebody else, although I totally get it about right. the fact of, do my art for free or do these kind of things. It's a huge, I, I notice there's like a conflict that's out there with artists that are on TikTok or artists at different places that people will say, Hey, can you do that cartoon for me for free? Mm -hmm. And artists are like, no, I can't. I I'm yeah. still trying to work. So you're for you, Madeline, you're, you're trying to do this full time, right? This is your, this is your big gig, right? I know you guys have some side stuff. I know Nick does some real estate and some other stuff that goes on, but this is your number one. This is your baby, right? This is where you, right. what direction you want to go in. How big of a risk is that for you? Like when you take a look at everything? Um, to be full time, to be full time took so much work. Yeah. Um, just recently, I talked to my mom about this. I got a comment. I And I try not to delete comments, um, but I got a comment on one of my older videos that I deleted that said, well, you're just lucky because you have a following. Mm. And I, I have dealt like internally, one of my problems is that I've had to deal with IED, which is it's an anger issue. And yeah. I've worked over the years to kind of work through that and deal with that. But that was an instant trigger for me because it's like, you have no idea. You don't know the my kind story. Of work, the right. kind of, blood, sweat, tears that went into getting where I am now. And even where I am now, I still feel like I'm still kind of just right here where the water is. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not in the clear yet. This is, <laughs> this is a great spot to be at, Right. but I, I'm struggling still. I feel mm -hmm. like I, I'm still like climbing up there. So becoming a full-time artist now is, surreal because it was such a long-term struggle for me and it made me it's it's humbling now that i don't have to work outside the home i don't have to take on part-time jobs or anything like that and it's 
something I'm trying to hold on to. And yeah. to get there is it, it was just a long journey of this doesn't work for me. That works for me. Okay, let's just keep going with this. Sticking with TikTok was probably one of the best ideas that I've had. Mm. Um, because I tried, I've, I still, like I said, I have YouTube, but it's, no, it's, there's nothing like it. There's (laughs) nothing like it, Madeline. There isn't. It's so hard. And you know, Mm -hmm. Instagram again, like, you know, there's, there's that platform where it's stereotypical artwork. So the, the following that I get now, because I don't conform to what I'm supposed to is, um, a actual truer and more organic following people that are actually interested in the artwork and not because I can portray, what everybody else is doing. So it's, it was nice. It's nice to be able to be like, Oh my gosh, I can stay home. (laughs) I can actually take a vacation and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, you know what, to be honest with you, here's the thing, right? So I I think the reason you probably got a comment like that, like to be like, I'm just calling it like it is. I feel that a lot of people would love to be in a place where they can actually go for their dreams and they can actually go for the things that they want to try to accomplish. Maybe not realizing how much work and how much sacrifice and how much blood, sweat and tears it takes to get there, but it's the outcome and what they see the visual, right? Social media is so tough because all they see is the surface. All they see is this girl that does artwork that's successful, that has a following that makes really cool videos. And I'm quite jealous of the fact that she makes all these cool videos right there. They're in this place where they're, they're living like this space where they're like, what, 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 what makes her so special? Why can't that be me? So I'm going to throw a quick jab out to you to say these kind of things. And to be honest with you, here's the thing. I know how difficult it is to be able to make something like this that at first isn't necessarily monetarily wise, the most beneficial thing to be able to go and do. It's hard to make money in art. It is because in general, unless you're going the right direction and really trying to be able to push the right levers and you're doing a lot of the things that you're doing, you're networking, you're out there doing the things you have to do with, whether it's in the comic book community, whether you're doing podcasts, whether you're doing those kind of things, it takes a lot of work and energy to get to where you're getting to right now. And like you said, you're still here. You know, you're still right there. So if you were to take a look at, if you're right here and you feel like you're still at that, at the precipice, you're looking over the, the, the horizon of trying to get up there. What's it going to take for you to get there? Like, what's that next step for you? Can you see yourself in maybe a year or two that you can think to yourself, this is where I want to be. What would be an ideal space for you to, to feel Um, like I'm, I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like taking my art to the next level is actually dedicating, um, my time to the web comic and working on just kind of like individual pieces, like how I have behind me, like the final bigger pieces. Um, <laughs> um, exactly, Josh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, like working on that. And so like next year is going to be a very different approach to everything for me, because I actually just had a conversation with uh, one of my clients about this Um I, I'm more like I'm working on daily videos on TikTok, but I might end up stepping back from that and only posting the process videos and the final work, but really honing in on getting that web comic out as a deadline and working towards that and possibly having that move into a like, you know, sell the rights for like a video game or have an app developed from it. Because like I said, I want it to be a story, like the work that I do is a story. And if you can be part of that story in some way, then that is like, I can literally get you inside there. And that would be the like ultimate achievement. It almost feels like. Oh, I love it. I already what you're doing just in a little bit of, like I said, the whole pieces of bringing people into it to tell a story or do whatever you're doing. That's a big deal. I think it, number one, you're engaging people so much when you draw them, right? And they're like, wait a minute, what is this? How, how is this happening anyway? Whether it's story, whether it's art, whether it's whatever. And I love the fact that if you're going to start to really move that forward, and maybe it is the next evolve, maybe it's the next step of where it is. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do next. Because for me, I'm a big fan. You know that. And for me, what I want to do is I want to be able to follow along to be able to see what the next step is going to be. Have you ever thought about getting like an agent or anything like that? Have you ever thought about getting somebody that can work that behind the scenes for you? The, the, all the groundwork and the grunt work for you. Have you, have you ever thought about that? Right. I mean, for me, that's what I'm thinking about doing even next with the podcast. Corey, by the way, thanks so much for the compliment on that, uh, powerful podcast. Whoa. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Um, so for me, I, I'm looking at, that's my, so I, as many know on the podcast, listening to the, the show, uh, after the new year on, Ju- on January 4th, the company that I've been working for for the last 15 years, they're letting me go. They're pretty much, they, they, I'm, I'm going to be jobless 
for a yeah, little bit. So it, I'm, it's I'm, really I'm, cool though to see you like I, I've seen you push forward. Just that comment made me realize like you have pushed forward and you have yeah. you've stayed way more positive than a lot of people that I've seen get where you're at now. And it's it's really good to have you. I, I consider you as part of one of like my circle, even though Absolutely. like we don't talk often, it's not, you know, a daily thing, but it's, you are one of the people that I know that if I go to your page, I'm not going to stay down for long. I'm going right. to be like, you know what? Shane said, good morning. And it's time to have your coffee and go. So I may as well go do it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I love it. Oh, you're right. I, I just had a comment today. As a matter of fact, somebody, somebody popped on to, I did a tip video last night because we went out to have a beer and we stopped by this, uh, um, I think it was a single mom working up at oh, this little bar, this little Irish pub or whatever. And we did a $400 tip for her and she was really emotional and she came back over and I posted it this morning and it was funny because I had somebody comment that knows the story about what's going on right now. And they're like, let me tell you something. You literally are losing your job of 15 years, a single income household that you're losing after the January and you're still out there taking this money to give back to other people you're keep you're continually pushing forward because I believe that we can and I know it sounds kumbaya and I know it sounds all yeah. this stuff but I believe that we can change the world with one positive action at a time. It's just it just takes a little bit. It doesn't have to be so all rosy all the time because I'm a positive realist because I know life sucks sometimes. But we literally at the end of the day, if I can just change the frame of my mind to be able to think to myself, I can do something. Right. It's a perfect example of where you're at, Madeline. Right you probably have more doubts in your brain about things that are going on about what you're doing than you do confidence amount. Like you said, just the industry itself with females and, and we're having to work that uphill climb to be able to get to where you have to get to, to overcome that adversity in general. And for you to keep pushing forward, it takes a lot of fortitude and mental, I don't know, mental stability for you to be able to, and it's stability is a tough word because I'm, I'm definitely not mentally all, all stable right. upstairs all the time, but for you, it takes hard work and it takes energy. And I'm appreciative because you're setting the example for not only other artists, but if you really think about it, the people in your household, the little ones in your household that can see somebody that continues to push for their dreams and continue to move forward. That's a big deal, right? right. You're going to be an example setter for those people. That's pretty great. Yeah. It, I'm, and I appreciate that. I'm glad that that's able, that that's, able to come across yeah. me being able to, you know, and I think a lot of it comes from when I was about four or five years old, there was one time that I took a chance and told my dad that you're not the boss of me. And that's told the Marine that, that? Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. I told the Marine that I, I'm pretty sure I ran away after that, but yeah. I did. I said it. I know I said it, but that's, that's kind of an attitude that really stuck with me a lot. And it's just like, you know, you, you're not going to tell me what to do. And then, when I, I did let people tell me what to do, I felt very stifled, very unlike myself, very just, and it felt lonely because, I, and not that I didn't have people around me, but it's like, I felt in my head that nobody would understand what right. I was going through because I felt like I'm, I'm a drone and that I was just doing the things that I think I needed to do instead of doing what my gut was telling me to do what my my the pencil in my hand was telling me to do i needed to just do that so being mm -hmm. able to for people to say hey she's confident she's just doing it that's fine that's great you know like i, I want to be like that makes me feel so much better and hopefully uh in the long run it can make people feel like they are comfortable enough wherever my art is on that platform uh, to say, Hey, I did this. And for everybody else there to be like, congratulations and actually yeah. mean it, you know, like encouraging each other and creating that kind of community, I think we'll just have like this continuum of confidence and Hey, it's okay. It's safe here. You can take a break. You can come back. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, life is short. Don't stress out so much about some things that a lot of people aren't going to care about. Right. No, I love that. I think that you, um, I, I, so here's the thing I'm going to say, and this is just not even a coaching from a friend to a friend, but I know that a lot of times I'll send you words like, Hey, you know what are you inspired me with this? Or I you love that me. by the way. You I <laughs> smile the rest of the day when I get those and everybody's like, you're so happy. I'm like, I know because somebody <laughs> is my friend. <laughs> well, I try to do that with people that I know, um, probably maybe you're having a bad day sometimes, right? Sometimes it's good to be able to just check in with people that I know. And for you, you touched a little bit on it and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I know you touched a little bit on it 
where um, and you and I have had conversations and you've talked about it on your live a little bit where you've you know, struggled a little bit with maybe anger issues at times, or maybe you've got some things where you can't necessarily comprehend why that's happening that way. And it makes you mad or you want to lash out or those kind of things. So you've gone into things like doing a lot of working out and you've gone for runs and you do different things to try to channel that energy different ways. But I think that's important for people to understand. The reason I share that, the reason I brought that up is because a lot of people on my podcast are very similar, but they struggle with different things. Maybe it's not the anger part of it, but maybe it's depression or maybe it's um, feeling down or or not feeling like they're adequate enough and those kind of things. So they resort to doing things that aren't as healthy, right? Like such as eating improperly or alcohol or you know drugs or whatever else that's there. And I have a lot of people that listen to the podcast that need help with those kind of things. So do you find that that's one of your safe outlets when I see you a lot of times? If I if I see you in a workout video, like if you're running or something like that, I'm like, okay, she's getting some energy out, man. She's yeah. getting some of those thoughts out. Is that your go-to or do you find that the art does it more for you or is it a little of both? Like, um, It's a little of both, I would say. Um, if I don't create, I feel like I didn't do anything that day. And it doesn't have to be an art. Like you said, there's many ways to be creative and I right. am a very much a jack of all trades. I crochet, I know how to knit, I know how to sew, I work, work with wood, I can build stuff, I cook a lot. I'm not very good at baking, but if I'm ha not creative in, yeah. in some aspect, then that will instantly make me feel like I have done nothing with my day. Mm. And working out is more of, I haven't gotten the, like living with anger is like having a, a constant storm because if you have anxiety, like there's constantly moving up here yep. and then it could lead to lashing out where living with anger, you just automatically lash out. It's like a lightning strike to whatever happens to cause enough static electricity in that storm. Right. So when I have, when I feel like I haven't worked out or I haven't done anything, like even just moving around and cleaning the whole house from head to toe, if I haven't done that, then it just kind of builds up. So it's a way to kind of keep the calm in the mm. storm physically, yeah. um, because, you know, dealing with that emotionally and then having a heart issue, like I, I struggle with, Okay, I can't just sit around and draw all day, even though I would love to do that. Right. Yeah. I need to I need to do something physically. Yep. Otherwise, I'm going to just feel angry and then I'll take it out on my artwork eventually. Yep. So yep. they do go hand in hand because, you know, the art feeds the mental and the emotional and the, the physical, the exercise feeds all that physical and internal health that I need to like focus on. So uh, and honestly, I, I probably wouldn't be working out as much if it wasn't for Nick because he was a fitness instructor in the military, which is yeah, he's pretty jacked. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's so, pretty big super boy. fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, it's whatever it is, what it is. It yeah, does here, help me. But here's the thing, right? So here's the, the part, important part that I want to touch on is is that I, I I don't even know if we even thought we we're. I love the fact that this conversation has gone this direction because here's the thing, I feel it's important to talk about because. What you're doing is, is you're listening to your body and you're listening to your mind. You're listening to both. And you're, there are cues that are given that are basically like, I have different needs. It's not just one, one size fits all. It's little things that I got to be able to meet the needs of whatever I'm going through at that moment in time. Because there's so much going on in our lives that we try to be able to medicate it whatever way that we can, one way. And it's not and always going to work that one way, right? Yeah. And everybody wants to do it really quick, 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 quick. Like, right. hurry up. I'm... I'm feeling this way. So let me hurry up and get this going or get, you know, I'm, if they're feeling tired, it has to have caffeine immediately instead of, have you tried stretching and getting Correct. your blood flowing? Because it, sometimes you're not that tired. Right. You're just, you know, you're feeling that. And that's, it's very true. It's, and it does come out like when I'm physically taking care of myself, even if I'm not working out, I choose to eat healthier and maybe I'll cut off caffeine for the day and cut out, you know, salts and I'll have more, more produce and more water yep. that will help regulate me enough to where it will come out in within patience with my artwork. Yep. And now I don't, I'm not as frustrated with this piece and I can still continue moving forward. Yeah, that's, I, I love it. I love that whole, the whole concept of it. I know for me and my own personal story, a lot of people that have listened to the podcast for a while, we went through a lot with my wife. My wife's very similar to where you're at, where 
she would medicate certain things at one time in her life where we used to, we were heavy drinkers back in the day. We were partiers and stuff like that. And so we would always go down the road of overcoming adversity through uh, boozing it up or having a great time where we got to the point where we couldn't do that anymore because, you know, her health started to kind of uh, deteriorate from the boozing. So she started to then run. She started to do half marathons and marathons, and then she started baking, which uh, listen, when we first got together, we we both would would burn water trying to make macaroni and cheese. It was so bad. It was like it was horrible. But then all of a sudden, she's making these cupcakes and these these creations, and her creative side started flowing. And I'm like, yeah. who is this person? What's going on with this? We've never tapped into this before. Right. We 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 dumbed it down with yeah. alcohol, booze, and partying. Right. That's the best way to put that. It's just crazy. So what I love what you're saying is is that you have a creative side that definitely needs to be tapped into sometimes. And if you're not being creative, and like you said, it's not just art, it's anything, it's life, it's 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 cooking, it's baking, it's if you go for a walk, you know, if you're looking for certain speeds or going for a run, or if you're looking for stocks and bonds and you're trying to play in the whatever creative side you got to be able to bring to the table for yourself, find that and really tap into that and really use that as a resource. I love the fact that you talked about that because that's so important in everybody's journey. And we need to remember that everywhere we go, you know? Right. Exactly. It's so, so it's so important. So, all right. So we're, we're at about 50 minutes into the, uh, into the podcast, Madeline. So here, here's a couple of things I want to be able to bring up to you real quick. And I just want to be able to say, it. I already talked about what you see your long-term strategy being where it's storytelling and you go into web comics and you go into the different stuff. I think that, um, I think that that's a huge, uh, it's an investment, but it's also something that I feel like you're naturally, it's like a magnet. It's pulling you right that direction. I can feel it. Every conversation you have, everything you're doing, you're like, this is, this is the direction I want to go with it. This so is where we're going. You're coming with me. <laughs> right. I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent. I'm on board. I know Josh is too. We're like, we're like, let's go. Let's see how this all pans I got out. My posse. I love it. <laughs> right. Exactly. But here's the thing, right? I know that if you're going for your passion and you're going for your dream, you're going to go for it full bore and you're not going to stop until you at least try to get there, right? Until you can try to be able to let it pan out. And you're not just going to fall with one little bump in the road. You already talked about it a minute ago. You can hit a bunch of bumps. You've just got to keep on going. You got to take the Gary Vee approach, put one foot in front of the other, keep on moving forward, right? I mean, stay consistent with that. Yeah, definitely. There's no other way. Yeah, exactly. And I, I and I can't wait for I know I'm I think I'm I'm signed up to get a copy of the uh of the book there, the um Into the Blue. I can't right. wait to get that little bad boy. When when are we looking at for that? What's the time period on that? So right now the files are in review just to make sure that the pictures are clear for printing. Because it's an art book, it has to has you know fit a certain uh category for printing because just you know it's full eight and a half by eleven pages. Yeah. Um, but right now outside of my hands, like it's all in the printer's hands now. So as soon as those are, those are in the first batch of books, um, will be ordered for those who just ordered just the book with no sketch on the inside and it'll be signed, mailed out. So hopefully that that'll be the first shipment should be start shipping out the end of December. And then the next ones, um, so exciting. Yeah. And it's like it, by the very latest, the end of January, everybody will have their stuff because the prints are in, the stickers are already assigned. Are you going to have, are you going to have extra copies for people to, to purchase all, as yeah, well? I'll you have are? extra Good. signed copies um, in my shop, but they will be available on Amazon books a million and Barnes and Noble and other multiple other like uh, book retailers websites. That's huge. Like I know I, I, I know I talked to you a little bit about how I wanted to start to look into maybe doing like a coffee talk, a coffee, book like a small little coffee table book that has inspirational phrases or things that I've done or things like that and make make it into like a yearly page every day you go to a certain day and you're there but I see the venture and how much work it takes to be able to go into publishing something like that or doing something like that that's amazing that you were able to do a not it wasn't GoFundMe it was a it was a, a Kickstarter right to be able to yeah, yeah to be able to raise the money enough that you could get to a point where you can actually fund it put it together take your art and be able to bring that Madeline, that's a huge venture and you should be so proud of actually doing that. I cried like I, it was funded and I actually had uh, one of my patrons. Uh, uh, he was like, hey, just I don't know how you feel about this. And it was like the last day, I think the last like eight hours and I had like three hundred dollars left to go. And yeah. he was like, look, I don't know how you feel about this. You know, I love your artwork. He's been with me for a while for this journey. And he was like. I will gladly fund the rest of it because I don't know how your printing was. And I, I like when I read that message, I just broke down. I broke I down for about a good five minutes because 
you you were there. I was going live day after day after day, and I yeah. that's not me. Like I I can't. I don't like talking <laughs> so much. I don't, I just, I'm not, I, I, I like talking, but I just, not every day. I know. You know, it's, it's, I'm not, I like, you have the gift. Uh, and I just like, you know, let me enjoy your gift and I'll just draw, you know. And Maybe was, one day I can read stories to your books. How exactly, about that? And it would be amazing. It was just so difficult that last like two weeks where I was like, well, I'll still be able to afford it, but it won't be coming out the way yeah. I thought it would be. And then I was like starting to worry about about, about it financially. And then people were just kind of like donating to the Venmo and they're like, oh, it's fine here. We'll take care of you. And I'm just like, okay, but I need to be able to give you something. Cause that, that that's me. Like right. I have to give you something back as a thank you. You know, yeah. I have a hard time with that, but it was, it was yeah, but so how good does it feel that all these people just wanted to jump in the ring with you and just say, listen, we're here for you. I mean, that's real. It feels surreal for someone like me. I'm a very hard worker and I'm one of those people that are like, I, I have to earn it. And it's, I can't just have things given to me because there's something messed up here. <laughs> I can't right. just say thank you. <laughs> yeah. But you've earned it though. If you think yeah, about it, you've and, earned and it. You've earned it through all the time and connections and, and all the people that you've met and the, and the way that you've handled yourself that's the way you've earned it. it, and it's previous actions that have caused you to earn it right now. It's not. It, I know how you said it's mental, right? It's like a you yeah. buy something for me, I give something to you, and that's the way it is, and that's the way right. it goes. Yeah, it is. But you've earned it. Yeah, and and I appreciate that. It's it's. I think it's because I just had to just bust my butt for so long, and then it felt like nothing was appreciated, and now it is, and it's like. I need to thank you for just appreciating it because you just don't understand, <laughs> you know, it's just like that little thing. And it's, it's amazing. Like Josh has gotten me some work and I, I love working with him because he's just like, no, it's fine. Just whenever you're ready. And I'm just like, no, I gotta, I gotta get this done, you know, yeah. and it's on top of everything else is so it's been, it's been surreal and very, very humbling experience to say in the least, which I like to tell people that ask a lot, like, what do you have advice for young artists? Stay humble, stay humble, right. keep going, stay true. And just stay humble because in an instant it could all crash for no right. reason, because in an instant it'll call, it could all blow up for no reason. Like it'll just happen. So just stay humble and know that if you're going to keep going, if you're going to stay up all night and all day and work hard and feel like it's not enough, that it will be eventually enough. It just in its own time. I love it. I love patience, patience, hard work, dedication, all that stuff. I, I always tell people that too. And and it's interesting because what I what I love about the community that we have there on TikTok in general, to be honest with you, is the fact of no matter what your perception might be of it, if you're a creator of any sort or if you're anything that you want to be able to just get your stuff out there every once in a while, like anybody that's in the art world or anything, like whether it's audio, whether it's dancing, whether it's whatever, it's such a great platform. And outside of anything else, I, you could even build a small community. I, I'm, I'm humbled and amazed by the fact that People will jump right in now, like you're like in your situation where people will jump in to be able to do so for the Kickstarter. People are jumping in to not only not buy the avatar, but they just want to donate to the cause. They're like, yeah. I want I want you to tip this forward. Like you're doing such great things that they're just putting money in the Venmo and saying, please yeah, they go just want and to be part of it. Like, right. Them, exactly. They're, they're it's, community. it's community and it's all about how we're connecting. And I, and I love that. So what, what I will say this, uh, though, is that I know we're coming up at the end of the time for the podcast. The thing that I want to do is I want to make sure that we keep updates on you about where you're at and how things are going. And the fact that I want to give people opportunities after the new year, if you get these books, the, uh, the Into the Blue art books that are going to be available through Amazon and the other places, maybe we'll have you back on the show after the year to be able to just kind of give people some de details or some some different stuff to be able to have them be able to go in and buy these books because we want to support you all the way. Oh, that'd be awesome for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So Madeline, it was great having you on the podcast. I hope that everybody uh, enjoyed it. I know that uh, my boy Josh over there is like uh, screaming, giving pom-poms up. And my buddy Corey, who, um, I, by the way, my buddy Corey, he uh, he just shipped out uh, on his last deployment. He's uh, uh, in the military. He just shipped out for his last oh, deployment before awesome. he retires and he's good to go. So he's listening to me. I told him, I said, always put the podcast in. He said, you got it, man. I'm going to listen to you all the time. So you know, much, much love, Corey, man. Uh, we appreciate you and the, and the, and the, what you're doing out there, protecting us and our country and everything else that you're Absolutely. doing. So 
Yeah. So, uh, Madeline, thanks so much for being here, guys. I appreciate all of you being here on the podcast. And uh, until next time, we'll uh, we'll uh, hopefully we'll have somebody else on here soon. And uh, I think Joe Atang might be next on the uh, on the interview one. So, oh, look at this. Josh just said, "I will even use pom poms for you." Yay. Look at that. When you get Josh on the pod on the podcast, I, I know we'll get him there. We'll get him there. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.